Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax. Maybe even lie down and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane, the ordinary, some would say the boring. We can certainly promise that this conversation is going to be less than fascinating so that you can feel free to drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Kana. Marco, today we wanted to take this opportunity to talk a bit about the Insomnia Project and how we developed this idea and this podcast. We had mentioned it on our last podcast, our last episode, that we were going to talk about it because we realized, thanks to one of our listeners, that they didn't know what the genesis of this podcast was and why it came to be. So I had mentioned that both you and I are insomniacs. We suffer from insomnia. Now, I'm going to ask you, what is your insomnia like before we get into um, the genesis of our show? I tend to go through phases. Mm -hmm. So I will be fine for... A period of time yes. and sleeping well and then it'll shift mm-hmm. and I'll have I'll fall asleep but I will wake up in the middle of the night oh. and then not be able to fall asleep oh, so again. You, you will have been sleeping awake and then your insomnia appears yes I have it takes me a long time to fall asleep I see. so it takes me a good couple of hours right. uh, and I need to have the TV on I see. or this podcast on. Right. Um, I, on the other hand, will not fall asleep. I will be up thinking I'm going to be able to sleep and then the hours will click by and I'll be like, if I fall asleep now, I can get a good four hours and uh, that just makes it worse yes. and worse and worse. And so the reason we are letting you know the type of insomnia we have is to let you know that you are not alone out there. And we started to discuss how we both had insomnia. And we said we knew what didn't work for us. Yes. And we knew what worked for us. And we knew that listening to people talk about a subject matter that wasn't so 
fascinating or exciting that we couldn't drift off would at the very least relax us and hopefully allow us to sleep. And so we discussed what we knew would help us as insomniacs. Now, Marco, when we first started discussing our various bouts of insomnia, you had mentioned to me that the only thing that helps you fall asleep was to listen to old episodes of the TV show The Golden Girls. That's right. That's 100%. And for me, Mm -hmm. I had to listen to old episodes of The Simpsons. And it always had to be old episodes because the point is that you were not engaged and you weren't actually listening to the plot line. But there was something about the voices from the television just speaking that helped originally it was the martha stewart show oh, her yes, that's first right. show and i had recorded a bunch of tape um, episodes on the pvr that amanda said we need to get rid of these episodes you can record other episodes and then her show went off the air or at least it went to a channel that i don't get and that's what brought me to the golden girls because i had seen all those episodes many times over and there's they talk with a very sort of even tone. They really don't shout or yell on that show, and it would help me fall asleep because ultimately I knew how the episode ended. I knew everything about the episode, and so should I drift off, I wasn't missing anything. And that's how we came together with this concept, which then morphed into a art installation so that's a fascinating development that we uh, had through the course of this concept. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the opportunity to create an installation for uh, Toronto Nuit Blanche. And for those of our listeners who don't know what Nuit Blanche is, it's a very popular art festival in Toronto in other parts of the world as well and in other parts of the world it originated in Paris and during Nuit Blanche the city stays up from uh, sundown to sunset so all night long and art installations are sundown to sunrise sorry yes Yes. sundown to sunrise Um, and Nuit Blanche means White, White night, night. exactly. you're up all night, or so things are happening all night, correct? Exactly, mm-hmm. and so there's all these art installations throughout the city that people can go and see. And just to back up a little bit, you had been involved in Nuit Blanche for years before working it in, and... Uh... Uh, yes, in, uh, in various capacities, working in the um, art fields, just with different... Um, uh, curators so not to mention enjoying it as a spectator because prior to that I had never even heard of Nuit Blanche so it was you who sort of introduced me to it absolutely so I it was something that I participated in and enjoyed and so we developed we sort of adapted our podcast idea into a live installation that had both the 
podcast component and a video element. And that was thanks to Daniela Vascalic, who was doing a cabaret show, and we had told her about our podcast concept, and she said, I want you to do it at my cabaret. And I said, well, it's a podcast concept. And she said, I think it would be great live. And so we did it live for a fundraising cabaret show that she was doing. And the response from that was tremendous. In fact, we had an agent come up to us. Remember, Nitty, at the end of the at yes. the end of the cabaret show, we had an agent come up to us, and I wish I could remember her name, but she was from a very well-known agency in Toronto, and she said she thought it was great, and uh, we should talk to her when we get it up. So we need to find out who that agent was <laughs> and perhaps get representation. But we're just going through the history of what is now the Insomnia Project. So that takes us from the idea to the live uh, show that we did, part of that that cabaret. And that, Marco, was a 12-hour live podcast. That no, we... no, not not the um, cabaret we did. Oh, sorry. Th- I that meant brings, to be Yeah, that brings us to where I'm going through the history of it. Yes. Uh, certainly, if this doesn't put you to sleep, I don't know what will, but we then that brings us to Nuit Blanche. And, yes. and the idea behind Nuit Blanche was an art installation that incorporated both the visual and the audio. So we decided to and make it participatory. We decided to have this art installation whereby we had scheduled guests as well as people who were enjoying the Nuit Blanche art installation experience could sit with me and we would do a conversation that was less than fascinating on topics that we would pull from a jar or in this case they were fish bowls one that represented sunrise and one that represented sunset all of which were random topics that spectators could write on various pieces of paper that would then be put into either the sunrise bowl or the sunset bowl and when the guest sat across from me they could decide whether or not they wanted to pick from the sunrise or the sunset bowl and we would start the conversation from there and marco we we broadcast this installation from the beautiful hotel Le germain in toronto which had these beautiful wall-to-ceiling windows in their lobby And so we were able to put up a projection screen. And here comes the visual element to this particular art installation. While people were talking with Marco, um, we had... Our projectionist and his assistant, or his... um, I wouldn't say assistant, because she was uh, as important to the projection. Uh, we'll, We'll get through all the names of people who participated, but we had our projectionists... Yes, our projectionist and uh, cinematographer, really, right. uh, Matt Campania and Melissa, and Melissa D'Agostino, um, who would display video and photos of what was being discussed 
at the same time with you. So for example, if we were to be doing that installation Mm -hmm. right now, we would be showing pictures of a microphone or video of two people talking. But what was very interesting about that component was that as the images were being displayed, you were able to take inspiration from the video element to inform the conversation that was taking place one-on-one. And spectators could also sit next to Melissa or Matt and tell them a topic that then would be projected, which we could see as we were having this conversation, and we could continue being informed by the visual. So it was an experience where the audio was affected by the visual, and the visual was affected by the audio. And that was the Insomnia Project at the Nuit Blanche in Toronto. And we stayed up almost 24 hours. That's right. Um, developing, well, during that the course of that evening. And that was probably the only time Insomnia helped, helped us. Helped us, exactly. Sorry, and then you, you went on a plane to Malaysia right That's after. right, that's right. Um, I believe that this topic is clearly more fascinating for you and me than it would be for our listeners. However, I really would like to take this opportunity to thank the big team that was involved in making this all happen. Of course, because to put on a art installation for 12 hours really takes such a large amount of people from the city of Toronto that sponsors this wonderful evening to our venue which was the Hotel Le Germain which was a fantastic venue for Nuit Blanche in particular that year because it was so cold that people loved coming in and it was great that we should mention is that there were couches because it was in the lobby it was kind of in the lobby of the hotel would you say it was a lobby it was kind of like a uh, Atrium, Atrium, lounge, lounge and people were falling asleep on the couches throughout the evening. So they'd come, watch, and listen. They'd fall asleep, they'd get up, and they'd leave. So we definitely want to start by thanking the City of Toronto, the Hotelers Remain, and the staff at both places. But then the people who really helped us put on our installation, and this is in no particular order, we had uh, Eve Middleton, who helped us with audio. We had Jim Kim, who helped us. And this is another aspect that we didn't mention. We were broadcasting live streaming. and live streaming. And so Eve, uh, not Eve, uh, Jim took care of all of the live streaming aspects and making sure, made sure that we continued to be live streaming throughout the course of the evening. And because we broadcast for 12 hours... Jim was at his apartment, which was almost across the street from the Hotel Germain, and we could go refuel at Jim's Kim, Jim Kim's apartment, and he had a fridge full of food, and you would just go there, open the fridge, and I just remember it was full of salads. Yes. I don't know if you remember that, and it was like just, you'd open the fridge, and it was like all these little packages of salad, because the Insomnia Cafe... In Toronto actually sponsored the food for us because there was such a great alignment there 
We also want to thank, as we said, Melissa D'Agostino and Matt Campagna, who are projectionists. And they were up the entire time furiously calling up images from the internet as well as images that they had in their stock of images because uh, they're both cinematographers and directors and they were able to pull from that. And then there was, of course, the always wonderful Jen Parsons, who at that time was Jen Viens. Mm-hmm. She's now Jen Parsons, who helped us with all the front of house um, component and and her fiance at the time, Brendan Parsons, who both of them came from Montreal to help us with this evening. Just for that. Just for that evening. Of course, um, someone we mention frequently on the Insomnia Project, Amanda Barker, my wife, was involved. Yes. She Uh, wore many different hats. She did. And then we had, remember, Marco, she actually went out on your scooter to go get the food. That's right. Because the Insomnia Cafe that sponsored our... Uh, is it the Insomnia Cafe? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, that sponsored our uh, installation was very far from the location where we were broadcasting it from. And because the city was closed off, no cars could come in and out. So the only way we could get food to everyone who was involved was to send Amanda on a scooter because the scooter could come in and out to get the food. So it took us about four hours to get the food. But we got but it. But we got it in the end. Um, and of course, Irene Cloma, who did all of our social media, mm-hmm. she was uh, she was a wonderful addition to the team. And we needed speakers. Yes. And remember, we were desperate for speakers. And um, I was fortunate because a good friend of mine was dating or was sorry it was engaged to Phil DaCosta and Phil DaCosta and my good friend Christine Marchese uh who is now Christine DaCosta uh rescued us with their speakers and I have to say that now thanks to Christine Marchese Phil DaCosta is a great friend of mine and of course we, we had a bunch of people that we knew who were scheduled guests and we want to thank all of them and I want to mention one guest in particular if I may sure so Nug who is a brilliant uh, improviser comedian and actor in Toronto uh, was one of our guests and I wish I could remember the topic that him and I discussed because it was I remember having such a good time speaking with him But I want to mention Nug in particular because he has a podcast called Illusionoid. And he is a great supporter of our podcast. And so the Insomnia Project is a great supporter of his podcast, Illusionoid. And it's a bi-weekly improvised comedy podcast in the style of an old-time radio show. And... Nitty, it's pretty much the opposite of the Insomnia Project because we're we're designed to make you relax and drift off. Theirs is designed designed and does successfully makes you laugh, engages you, and if you love sci-fi, improv, or just funny podcasts, check out Illusionoid. Marco, that brings us to where we are now with the Insomnia Project. So after Nuit Blanche was over, we decided that this 
obviously this concept had legs and we had a lot of people ask when are we going to be able to see the insomnia project in its next form exactly so we didn't mention before that Mm. prior to this version of the insomnia project that people are currently listening to um you were the host and we would bring in guests um, to come in to speak to you. Right. And we decided that, and then I would be producing it. And at this iteration of it, we decided that you and I had such a great conversation with mm-hmm. one another that wouldn't it be great if we did it as co-hosts? And we thought anytime we want to have a guest, we can always incorporate that into an episode. But because both you and I are insomniacs, it well, made sense. It made sense. And thus we bring you the what you're Insomnia listening today, yes. the Insomnia Project. Sorry, I should have said that at the same time as you because <laughs> okay. that would have made things much more seamless. But <laughs> the other thing about the Insomnia Project is that it's not meant to be seamless. It's no. meant to put you in a state of relaxation and hopefully sleep. But what's interesting, Nitty, is that, well, that's the goal of this podcast what we've been finding from the various tweets and emails we've been receiving is that some people listen to it to help them get over the fear of flying. So when they're on the plane during those moments that they find quite a bit of anxiety, they will listen to us talk about our various topics and it'll help distract them from their flights as well. We have a listener who enjoys listening in the morning when she wakes up in order to get her morning started without an abrupt feel so it's been great feedback um, and it's always good to know when people and how people are um, enjoying the podcast we've mentioned before that a lot of people in the restaurant industry seem to enjoy unwinding in the after a long shift because it tends to be two three o'clock in the morning when they get home and it seems to be hard difficult to unwind and so they turn on our podcast which is great i myself have used the podcast to help with my insomnia which has been interesting because you wouldn't normally think that listening to the sound of your own voice would be helpful to help you fall asleep but for some reason your voice is boring enough yes and our conversation is mundane enough that it helps me fall asleep on those nights when I'm really just at my wits end so I have yet to try that you should but I will and thankfully since we've started the insomnia project I have not had a serious bout of insomnia so there you go maybe it's doing the podcast itself that's been helping me i wanted to ask you do you have a favorite expression that you use or that you like or that resonates with you i know that i have one marco what's yours why don't you go first my favorite so i've got a couple because i love expressions and sayings and things like that one of my favorite expressions is actually in italian which is uh Tradire e fare c'è mezzo mare, which is between, which I'll translate in the way I translate, uh, which may not be the official translation of this expression, but it's between 
saying and doing, there's half the sea, which means, you know, there's so many, or which I take to mean, there's so many people who say, oh, I could do a better job, or they should do it this way. For example, ah, our podcast, yes. I'm sure there's a lot of people who would say, you should do it this way. I could do a better job. And what I say is, between saying and doing, there's half the sea. Oh, In other interesting. words, the English version of that would be, put your money where your mouth is. Right. Interesting. Okay. I, you know, I like more, my, my favorite expressions are a bit more mundane. Sure, no. Um, you know, um, jack of all trades, master of none. Oh, I see. Because I feel like sometimes that's a good description of me. Sure, sure. <laughs> I kind of have my hands in all these different areas and I'm adequate at all of them. Mm -hmm. But I can't say that there's one specific thing that I am the master of. Right. Um, but I also like the chicken and the egg. Because okay. I find I use that a lot, especially... What came first? Yeah. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Mm -hmm. um, what do you think came first? That's a good question, Marco. <laughs> I think that's the question to end all questions, there you go. really. I love the expression, be the change you want to see ah, in the world. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I think that's attributed to... Gandhi. Gandhi. Or Buddha. Is it Buddha? Or is it Gandhi? It could be Buddha first, and then, and then Gandhi, Gandhi just, just took it. lifted it. There and you go. And now we call it a Gandhi. Because I hear it in yoga classes. Yes, I think that's why maybe I'm thinking, and who knows, maybe it was a yogi who came up with it. Um, I also like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him think. Yeah, uh, drink. Oh, is it drink? <laughs> yes. Oh, I see. But I guess you can't make him think either. <laughs> no, you certainly can't. But you also can't make him drink the water that you've led him to. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah, that's, that's another good one. I also like the one about uh, teach um, teach, a, teach you, a person to fish. And you can... I don't know the yes, entire it, expression. I think it's... I think it's give a person a fish and a slice of lemon and they'll eat really well. <laughs> but teach them to fish and they'll eat forever. No, I think it's I think something that's like... the Italian version of that phrase. I think it's it would be give like... a man a fish mm -hmm. and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. There you go. And that's a Chinese proverb. Oh, I love this one, which is a Polish pro a Polish pardon me a Polish proverb, which is not my circus. Sorry, not my circus, not my monkeys. And I'll leave you with that. Thank you for listening to this podcast and hearing the history of the Insomnia Project. As always, we're broadcasting from Toronto, and the Insomnia Project is produced by Drumcast Productions. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>